0: Our session, uh, basically covering everything. It's always hard to cover everything. Everything that matters as of October tenth, twenty twenty-two. Uh, we know for some of you, you may be off today. Um, we obviously the news doesn't stop just because we get a day off. If you're on a day off and you're not joining us live, welcome. As you're joining us on demand, if you're on, if you're joining us live, we are live. So we promise we'll be here with you. Very excited to see you all today. And talk about, again, everything that's happened over the last four-plus weeks since our last Cyber Monday uh, newscast uh, session. And really, again, focusing on, on things that maybe maybe you knew about, but how do we tie those together to the so-what, now-what for us, um, as well as maybe things that you hadn't seen, right? We, there's so many headlines all the time. I know I miss some without actually going and looking for them. So we hope, uh, as always, that this uh, session helps inform, inspire, but more importantly, action. Um, all of this news as to what becomes really important in uh, tomorrow's or even later today's um, actions in your business. We know we have lots of new people. We get to see a lot of new people, new, uh, new names, at least, if not faces on our First Mover uh, sign-up uh, you know, uh, database. So really excited to have everyone join us. If you don't know who First Mover is, uh, we welcome you to the community. We are your satellite center of excellence uh, for CPG and any manufacturer and retail e-commerce education and change management, we orbit you um, because we get to see so many different wonderful organizations. Uh, arguably, over seventy plus now, up close and personal, get to see the trends, the challenges, the opportunities, the successes, and bring those back obviously in, in a thoughtful way across and cross pollinate those best practices across the uh, the, the ecosphere here. Um, and we do everything from public uh, sessions like you're on today uh, to help inform, inspire, and action. But also we do custom workshops and trainings, certification programs. Um, we've done tons to date of, for all organizations globally, locally, senior level, practitioner level, cross-functional, uh, on almost any topic. Um, so, you know, if, if we can ever help you there, let us know. We also do a lot of change management capability strategy assessments. A lot of uh, advisory and consulting too. Um, We're really willing to get in there as fellow practitioners in this space and help you in areas that maybe other organizations uh, don't have capabilities to support. While it's not about our ugly mugs here up on on, on the screen now, we are fellow First Movers. It takes some to know some. Uh, My name is Chris Perry. I'm the chief learning officer here and a co-founder at at First Mover. I've been in the trenches with you across Reckitt, Wellness, Pet Company, and Kellogg's. Got to work with a ton of you um, while leading executive education at Edge by Essential and then the rest of you working at uh, working at First Mover. Um, I couldn't do any of this without my partner in crime, Oscar Kosciuszki, who will be joining us uh, as always uh, on Cyber Monday series, chief growth officer, fellow co-founder. Um, he's been in the digital space for over two decades, just to date him a little bit, uh, but leading e-commerce across Kimberly Clark, Mondelez, and Kellogg's as well. Um, so we are... It, if, if nothing else we'll take the, the the nerd and geek uh you know uh, uh sashes and and titles from you uh but we're here to geek out with you on everything ecom and help you take this story back to your organization to help drive change internally this is our 2022 calendar which starts to feel old since we're in the you know in the latter half now um in the q4 now of, of 2022 we have our 2023 calendar coming soon but we do a ton of industry events and workshops for everyone, not just the custom ones we do for organizations, but things open to everyone. And many of you have joined us before, so welcome back if you've been with us on Cyber Monday or other events. Um, But we not only do our Cyber Monday series every month um, to really recap everything that's happened in the last four weeks, um, but we do our uh, retailer focused events, um, you know, really how to win at Amazon, at Instacart, at Walmart, at Kroger, Um, our target event is coming up in um a little over a week um so we'd love to have you if you want to if you haven't signed up for that firstmover.com forward slash events you can sign up for our target event it's all all of these events are free for brand manufacturers or individuals in between roles obviously so you know we know some people are transitioning so we'd love to keep upskilling you and keep your digital fluency strong we also do Uh, Different strategy-focused events. We've done some on retail media and social commerce, and, and as well as categories. We've had health and beauty, the Bev Out category. We've got pet in November as well. So if anything ever is interesting to you or fellow peers internally, again, it's all free for brand manufacturers or brand practitioners. We welcome you with open arms, and we've got an amazing agenda literally percolating behind the scenes, and we'll be getting that out on our First Mover website for you to join. Very shortly, but let's get into Cyber Monday because that's why you came, and 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 why we're 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 excited. Having gotten to look at, you know, we, we literally build our deck and then update all the latest stuff that's even happened over the weekend. Um, and if something happens while we're on the call today, uh, we apologize. We could not retroactively update that in real time unless it's you know unless you text us <laughs> in the in the middle of the session. But um, we like to frame all of the news. In kind of what we call the news flywheel, because right now this is very much the perpetuating story uh, taking place. Now it will evolve over time, and there'll be a new flywheel of, of levers changing. But what we see in blue is that digital is driving right all growth, influence on shoppers online and offline, and is influencing our retailers. Um, not to mention us, if we're on the brand side and how we go to market. So. Digital is driving change at the shelf for everyone, but at that same time, because of that, the shelf is shrinking, right? We're increasingly buying more online. The shelf is smaller online. It's more paid than even just organic. And as a result, the the store is evolving, right? The physical shelf is getting smaller. E-commerce also enables more competition or what we call rivalry. So we've got less space on the shelf, more competition on that proverbial shelf, And that only continues to drive more digital, right? As new digital entrants become those that are driving and it kind of keeps spinning this and, and really the key truth here is that winning in-store offline requires winning online first. That wasn't always true, but it's become true. And and I don't have to make up that story to see the the seeds of that and know that again, if we win in e-commerce, it's the leading indicator of winning in-store with the omni-channel shopper and merchant. So it's kind of an exciting, I mean, it's always been an exciting time, where, no matter where you jumped into the river uh, and, and heading heading downstream, but it's, it's an exciting time because we have control over a lot more of our destiny than we ever did before um, because of e-commerce. So let's get into the news. So within that digital is driving bucket, we always start there. Um, lots of things. Not, some of it might not be all news, but it's helpful to kind of start talking about it, if not naming, you know, naming Voldemort for Voldemort in both the good and challenging. But we've got, uh, as we kind of teased, because we'd seen some early signs of this. Uh, now it's not new news, right? We had Prime Day in July, but Prime Early Access Sale, maybe it's one one level below the Prime Days, just because it may not be the official Prime Day, um, is coming in October, i.e. tomorrow and Wednesday. Um, so if you haven't got, you know, started building your own wish list, get those out to your families and friends because you might get some nice things on your doorstep by Friday. Um, but Prime Early Access Sale is this week. Um, and again, Amazon, as, as a leader in retail event activate, activation, already drove its big event in, in July. But to be fair, in our market, North America... Uh, markets and other markets where we don't necessarily have the uh, Asia-Pacific uh, kind of marketplace giants like Alibaba and JD and Shopee and Lazada and all of those platforms who really run these types of events every month, this is an opportunity for Amazon to, A, own another another season outside of the traditional prime days and then cyber holidays, but really, A, to own another, like almost own the beginning of Q4 versus the latter half of Q4, but also to pull forward, which is a really important part. If we stack all of the sales lift and supply chain constraints all during the U.S. Thanksgiving week and the cyber week to follow, retail and the shopper experience becomes screwed very, very quickly because the infrastructure isn't perfected yet among all the challenges that we've had in the supply chain, inflation, et cetera, around the world. So, so this is actually very smart of Amazon, not to mention them claiming this for themselves. Is to pull that forward and try to spread out the love for the holidays a little bit earlier, as well as you know, obviously self-buying, right? Whether it's gifts for others or gifts for yourself, and it shouldn't surprise us that Walmart, um, Walmart did not officially participate in the Prime Day uh, season in July the way Target had their deal days, but Walmart is going to have its rollbacks and more savings event technically starting today. A lot often Target and Walmart try to get ahead. Of, of, of Amazon, which isn't necessarily wrong. Um, one obviously challenge for us is the fact that the eyes of Mordor see all things, no matter how early <laughs> Samwise, Ganshee, and, and, and uh, Frodo get, get on the way to drop the ring in the lava, Right, right? The, the eyes of Mordor can match in real time. So what we are, what'll be really interesting this week, and you should keep your eyes out for it, is how are the retailers proactively preventing, if at all, price matching or matching one another. How are they doing it to stay up on what, what they are willing at their discretion to match. And then more importantly, how are the brands, maybe it's you, how are they trying to, we, how are we trying to prevent price matching? We shouldn't just do stuff just to price match, but that's a reason in and of itself. What we saw during prime days in July were tons of brands running the 30% off prime day deals, but on completely unique bundles, that built baskets, arguably completely prevented price matching because they were mixed items. And then obviously also, uh, you know, ultimately we shopper relevant, right? We're actually relevant things to stock up on and maybe cross sell across. So it'll be interesting to see. Honestly, that's my homework for you. Keep your eyes out. If you're not participating in it or you're not doing something uber innovative this time around, keep your eyes out for what everyone else is doing because it might give you an idea in your hat for the next time, right? Maybe it's not this year, maybe it's next year's Prime Days or Walmart Rollback Events or Walmart Plus Weekend or whatever it is. Because all of this is going to be, how do we activate each key retailer with, without causing other retail teams pain or other channel conflict to follow? And Oscar, I don't know if you had any thoughts on this, but wanted to bring you in as we kick off our news. Here.
1: No, so I'm I'm thinking a few things. Number one is from a branding perspective, it's technically not a Prime Day. It feels a little bit like a, you know, an advertisement in a, in a newspaper that you would have 10, 20 years ago for like a weekly promotion, right? So I'd be curious to see how it's going to be percepted. The advertising is pretty heavy because anytime you open the Amazon app on um, iPhone or Android, you actually see that pop up but I'd be curious to see if people will actually take advantage of it, um, and then you know, from a brand perspective, how is that going to play out? Is like, is there going to be enough time to make some adjustments, maybe, um, you know, from this sale to the to the Black Friday? But we're also hearing a lot of people trying to kind of de-emphasize Black Friday. I think REI just basically said that they're not going to do it, so. It's a very interesting dynamic to see, and and we're definitely going to be paying attention very closely because of the branding of it and the gravity of it and and see which brands will actually run what promotions in terms of that.
0: I I am, Oscar, I am secretly hoping, just because I'm a big singer singer and music buff, I'm hoping that Amazon music subscriptions weave in subconscious messages (laughs) into songs like I always go to my like "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. It's like "Don't Stop Early Access." I just want it, I just want them to start weaving that into my lyrics so that I don't know why I'm buying, but I'm just buying because you can't stop believing. I don't know. Uh, that, it's, that's my Yeah,
1: it's 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 definitely it's a tricky one. We'll, we'll see. It's it's that. But to your point, is it's a little bit of a like um, from a playbook of Chinese retailers when they basically created a holiday each month month to actually be talking about something like you know. Ten, ten, eleven, eleven, twelve, twelve. I mean, it's just like it's a little bit from that playbook. So we'll see if it's going to be effective, and be interesting to see what's the split between this revenue and then versus traditional Black Friday, Cyber Monday holiday. But you know, any of those sales have massive influence on returns because I think Amazon, like last year, lets you return anything purchased after October first uh, until like you know the end of January. So. Um, that creates also another dynamic there.
0: That, to your point about, and, and again, it's not a knock to you know the, the Asia Pacific marketplaces. that the issue is every marketplace, in some form or fashion, tried to activate around like Singles Day, Eleven Eleven, or other other double-digit holidays, as many of them did. But then everybody else followed them, and then what is ended up happening is you can't not activate because then you miss out on the volume that has been concentrated around those double-digit dates but but then what one of the issues is that it's frequent enough now that shoppers just wait for the deal which is obviously the whole (laughs) is not what we want um you know to to create that that behavior of not buying off of deal and only waiting for the deal so um so we're kind of lucky i would say in some markets where we don't have that that behavior yet um and we don't have that incentive to behave that way we got to be careful that that doesn't happen over time as everyone starts trying to find their own prime days or whatnot that they want to create. So it'll be interesting to see.
1: So as you always know, we pay attention to what's going on within the whole digital environment when it comes into metaverses and new experiences that be created. So a few news here. Number one is Walmart is launching 2 new experiences in Roblox. So Roblox is probably the number one gaming platform for kids. Um My son is like inundated with B-Simulator and Adopt Me. Still don't understand why. But Walmart is kind of doubling there and trying to find um, kind of a way to interact. And then uh, Walmart is also launching a new digital platform for a little bit like NFTs. (laughs) Granted that NFTs at the moment, a little bit of a loss value proposition. I think the latest data was that a lot of the NFTs lost about 97% of value since last year. But they are still trying to uh, come up and you know this time it's around collectible so we'll see how that's going to play out and then amazon is building out the new experiences in the metaverse um which we just talked about on one of the some of the podcasters so we'll have to see how that's going to play out um but we definitely are excited about uh, metaverse still you know we do believe in ready player one future it's just a question is this the right timing and um I was just kind of like uh, talking with a friend of mine, and we were talking about this um, about this kind of future that Zach is trying to create. And the question I always have is like, at what point we jumping in on that bandwagon to kind of be fully embedded and fully kind of um, engaged with within that vision of the future? And you know, for me, Metaverse is a little bit like uh, at the moment when Amazon, at the beginning of 2000s, was selling books and DVDs only. Um, versus kind of selling across all categories it's still a little bit early but it's very easy to miss that moment when you become like relevant in the space and you have this first mover advantage
0: when Oscar, to your point a, a, another an, a, another comparison for the metaverse i think that is very relevant too is like quick commerce and and you know rapid delivery right with the getters and the GoPuffs and, and whatnot is starting to become more scaled, but we've got a lot of players that only do New York or only New York, Boston, Chicago, or they tried one and they moved out or they've scaled down to focus on getting the infrastructure right. And so like the concept is very prominent today. The, the scale and the availability is low as it isn't yet available everywhere. Or if it is, you know, GoPuff is available a lot more places, but not to every zip code, every type of environment on um, that shoppers might shop from and but yet so it's it's fragmented right now but it's still a thing and shoppers are starting to expect the potential benefits of this because it's now possible as steve jobs always said you know, consumers don't know what you want they want until you show it to them so it's becoming known to them it's just not fully available to everyone yet and so we need to we need to see that though because eventually quick commerce will be fully scaled for most shoppers with, with options and so so understanding that we may be several years away from the metaverse being scaled, but we were several years away from fast commerce back in 2017 and 18 and look where we you know where, where we are now and where it may be going so um, it's just a matter of different waves of things starting
1: but but I think um, that the, the, the story there is really you know how how much it costs to scale right quick commerce it's not necessarily that easy to scale. If suddenly we would have some sort of a device that Apple would release, maybe it's going to be AR headset, not VR headset, right? And start building those experiences. We already have a lot of experiences building video games and compelling uh, experiences over the last 20 years. I honestly think it would be much easier to scale it is just to figure out the logistic, like how to make it more shoppable. Versus quick commerce, where we still see a lot of those situations where we see retailers are trying to do endless sh- uh, shelf and trying to mix it with quick commerce. And then you're just thinking about, oh, my God, this $40, $50 order will have f- $5 this fee, $10 that fee, then the delivery fee. It's going to be completely upside down, you know, from, um, you know, P&L perspective. So I still believe that, you know, metaverse, it, it's fundamentally will be much easier to scale versus quick commerce.
0: Now maybe one step before the metaverse is arguably augmented reality uh what we so say we're starting to go from two d shopping on traditional desktop laptop you know uh, you know smartphone devices to more multi dimensional shopping so we're bridging into that metaverse and and the capabilities are starting to become not like really mind blowing but they're becoming more 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 prevalent in the market and so walmart actually uh Last year, acquired a company called Zekit, which was a virtual clothing try-on company. They, they're acquiring this year, uh, Momomi, if I say that correctly, an AR startup powering virtual try-on capabilities. And now they're rolling out their own official be your own model virtual try-on function on their website for select clothes. So again, you'll be able to see the model wearing it. You'd be able to scan yourself, and then you'd be able to see yourself with those clothes on, which is really cool. Obviously, and again, they're not the only ones with virtual Tron makeup and clothing, but again, it's, it wasn't necessarily, you know, when you think Walmart doing it starts to make this, an, and or Amazon, knowing that their role in mass fashion, if you will, maybe not bleeding edge runway fashion yet, but, you know, mass mass market fashion, this starts making this a lot more accessible and a an important shopper expectation for apparel, shoes, makeup, how I look, et cetera. So, um, really interesting to see uh, that coming to life, knowing that they've made those acquisitions and those have been in our headlines before. Um, on, on the right, I, and I think this is always interesting, I I don't think we forget about Google, but like Google, because it hasn't yet broken through as the main or the shopping platform because of Amazon and Walmart's RISE and others, um, they are still trying to make sure that they can enable the their own marketplace of sorts of tools, capabilities, and their partners uh, both retailers, direct-to-consumer brands, sellers, et cetera. So they're launching a couple different features in sh- in the shopping space. A, a shop in 3D tool for select sneakers right now. Um, again, so that you could try on the sneakers, see them on your own feet. Uh, a shop the look tool to provide suggested products, which, to be fair, I find very valuable in some of the retailers I've shopped. Um, while I like to think I'm unusually fashionable with my purple jacket, um, it's nice to see what might go with those things since usually you're shopping not a look but an item. or you you might have been shopping a look, but you see an item, you change the color and you're not what sure what variants go together. And then they're also launching a buying guide feature to help customers with harder purchasing decisions, right? that pulls in, like Google does, all the you know the best, you know, the best responses or answers in that space on those products. So not necessarily trying to create all the content themselves, but trying to source that content into an answer, right? A recommendation for you. Um, And so again, Google may be a few steps behind Amazon in terms of dominating shop shopping because they themselves aren't the retailer, but they're working on some of those capabilities that I would say are are leading edge and may help them continue to be a leader in the space or at least a very close second leader in the space.
1: And as we know, um, any government assistant is absolutely critical when it comes into uh, making sure that e-commerce is, um, you know, available to everyone. So we see a lot of positive news with, you know, Walmart within their grocery section. Um, You can now actually um, filter for snap coupons, which is absolutely critical, you know, making sure that, um, you know, those families can actually find those items um, very quickly I honestly think uh, you know we do have a lot of work that we need to um, we needs to happen when it comes into accessibility and you know that personalization is still becomes a little bit of a dream that has not been realized uh, when it comes into e commerce. So you know Walmart taking a step and and being able to identify snap only products is is definitely a step in the right direction that we want to see. But we could also do this for many other factors like you know. For example, for, you know, maybe gluten-free items, you know, or maybe uh, somebody has other allergies, you know, and kind of being able to filter those products very quickly uh, to make the shopping experience much better, you know, would be something fantastic. I almost think, you know, like I think I said that um, a year ago, you know, we should going away from store of everything, you know, what Jeff Bezos Uh, you know, was preaching to the store of you, you know, that the store that learns your preferences and allows you to actually see the items that you desire much quicker. Amazon, of course, is doing a little bit in a similar fashion. They kind of launched this whole section for Amazon access. um, And they are really looking at, you know, affordable products. Um, They are basically, uh, you know, any other discounts that they actually have, you know, for anybody that it's on the government assistance which, again, it's, it's the right step, um, you know, the right focus, because we actually had this conversation, I would say, about five, six years ago when snap coupons were not digitized as a, as a kind of a great way of actually enhancing, you know, the people, you know, participating in e-commerce, you know, digital commerce and, and you know, like one of those um Kind of directions that the the space could go, and and I'm actually very happy to see that it's finally retailers are, are realizing you know the potential and the importance of this.
0: Another area, and, and this actually plays into this a little bit as well. it's Just another player, um, uh, an important one, and one that honestly you might not immediately always think of as as building out their own ecosystem and leading some of the agenda in that access and that elevation of of health and other capabilities. I, I play on words here, Instacart, elevating retail health, both with their actual Instacart Health Initiative, which recently launched. It's a, the, the news highlights a few things that they're doing, but I think it was left a little bit vague by Instacart on purpose, because it's an umbrella that opens up many things that they could be doing for shoppers, retailers, and beyond. Um, but this is an, an initiative really designed to provide and promote access to healthy grocery items, produce, again, for those who need access, who need affordability, but also just making it kind of like, and honestly, the way Kroger, going back many years now, launched Opt Up as an app to gamify healthy food, um, really trying to play into what isn't a trend, right? It's, it's a reality of, of wanting better, better for you food, better for you habits, but really trying to drive that as a leader in a platform in the space. Um, but they've got new shopping tools, payment options, and are are, are building their own healthcare initiatives, right? Because again, they being not just grocery, but being in a you know really owning that grocery delivery space as a you know tied for second with Walmart um, in general. They have a, a really powerful role there. So that's one area of health they're driving, you know, literally, uh, but also figuratively, they're driving retail health as. You know, we've heard tons of news about their, uh, you know, their, you know, their, I would say, early investment in micro-fulfillment centers, and then there was rumors of whether they were going to compete with retailers. And I think that's been squashed pretty quickly, at least for the short term, because it's really not about them competing, it's about them enabling. There are so many retailers out of those 600-plus that they support um, from Canada into the U.S. and, and wherever they go next in the future that may not have their own ability to have in-store scan and go checkout or checkout free experiences, or, uh, you know, even some of the less sexy things, right. Electronic shelf labeling technology, things to really take them to that next level, not to mention also micro fulfillment, smart carts um, and and whatnot. So it'll be really interesting. and And I'm not picking on Publix or Wegmans as an example, but they are large retailers, regional retailers, Who might benefit very much since they already do from leaning in with instacart as a strategic partner from taking their business to that next level of capacity speed and capability by tapping into all of the uh you know store of the future concepts that instacart's really really driving so i think we think amazon from a white labeling of amazon go and amazon one palm payments but really instacart could be in there maybe a little faster than than Amazon and have the less of a bias towards it because they're already partnering with Instacart. So really cool things coming from Instacart's uh, direction.
1: So then, you know, we, we know Walmart constantly is working on, on trying to kind of redefine the experience and and usage of the technology. So they are working with a company called Focal, which is a computer vision um, manufacturer of cameras and what they are doing is they are using this um, at the moment as a pilot in Canada, um, but, you know, to make sure that the sto- the shelves are fully stocked, that, you know, out of stocks are very quickly identified, which, um, you know, we know that's a little bit of a strategy that everybody in the re- within the retail environment could actually use it. Um, but we think, you know, that could actually dramatically improve the out of stock experience. You know, uh the joke that I always have is like, you know, if you go to any of the Best Buy, it is it's basically like there are no products available there. So I'd be curious to see what the Best Buy would do or they a little bit too far gone, you know, when it comes into availability of the product on shelf that even advanced algorithm would not help them. Um so be curious to see what some of the lost learnings that the retailers will have, but it, it becomes a challenge for sure in the future to reconcile the av- availability on the store, availability for product that is for pickup, availability for product that is, you know, picked up by third parties like, you know, Instacart. Um, so we'll see how the retailers would be actually morphing um, and kind of changing. The ones that I actually do pay attention to, which is not retailer, but it's Starbucks. Because if you actually walk in into any Starbucks and you just walk in and order, you can actually start paying attention to you know how the whole or you know um, organization is working because now they are getting most of the orders like through mobile orders. So they have a driver, they have mobile orders and they have a walk-in. So it's interesting it's it's not as a smooth transition and, and definitely the experience has changed where maybe in the past you walked in and you basically got your order within like a minute. Now, you might wait two, three, four, five minutes. So uh, a lot of those organizations struggling with the different, you know, kind of uh, modes of operations that they need to kind of employ together into one single ecosystem. So it's a fascinating uh, topic, you know, when it comes into that.
0: Well, Oscar, to your point, it it kind of feels a little bit, I mean, it's still within this same clunkiness of that last moment, not last mile, but, you know, last moment, um ordering process, but it's kind of like the, you know, when they whenever they make fun of the people that pay, you know, pay in cash or whatnot, uh, you know, or or <laughs> pay by check, um, right, versus credit card or or, or mobile payment or again where, where it goes with self-checkout without even having to really do it. It's it it adds right now we're bridging two worlds where there's like kind of the not the old world, but there's the more frictionful you know steps of, of receiving the order, processing the order, delivering the order. Um, even if it's for pickup versus the ones who are coming in and manually They've got both splicing in at the same time and trying to manage those is still, you know, knowing that we may not have to manage them forever because it may morph towards mostly ordered ahead or ordered immediately. So I
1: don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But, but you know what it is? It's like, you know, you walk in now and you, you were looking down on the person paying cash and it took so long. Now people are looking down. It's like, wait, you didn't do mobile order. You just went and like order like talking to a person it's like you know (laughs) you know it's funny how things change
0: now this this was an interesting bit of news again not necessarily surprising but um, Grubhub and GoPuff delivery platforms um, are are piloting a collaboration um, so that they can sync up on their on their unique capabilities so again GoPuff if you're not familiar maybe it's By category, if you haven't tried it before, you should, if you're in a metro area, they support. But GoPuff, I always like to say, is like the CEO is like the dominoes of CPGs and many other categories. And can get, owns the inventory and delivers it to you essentially 24-7 within, you know, with less than 30 minutes, often faster than that. Um, And so, but what they're doing um, right now in this initial collaboration is partnering their assortment on Grubhub's marketplace which arguably enables gopuff to get more scale and demand from those shopping grubhub but also allows grubhub to deliver more conveniently on some of those gopuff categories as as again as doordash with double dash or instacart with order up um are you know trying to get into this like multi-mission delivery to get more more dollars more orders more missions and more convenience uh kind of bucketed all together this gives Grubhub a little bit more of that retail inventory, as Grubhub also bridges into delivery, not just prepared food but also other items. And so this is this is going to be a collaboration in a number of key metro areas to start. Um, but this may give GoPuff a leg up, as, as not that they need demand, but they always need demand and more missions, more more consumer uh, adoption. This will definitely be one of those that I think will help them grow and gives Grubhub kind of a com- competitive advantage without having to do what DoorDash did with Dash Mart, where they own their own inventory themselves. GoPuff can be that role, again, a seller on their platform, but, but in a more meaningful and scalable way.
1: So we know content is king, Uh, that hasn't changed. And and I think, you know, if we're looking at metaverse and even beyond metaverse, um, content be going to become a focal point. So every single company, and that includes Google, is looking for a way to extend their kind of a content database and and content ecosystem. So Google is partnering with Spoon Guru, which is a AI nutrition technology company. Really the key is to, Um, help people you know with product search with recommendation engine you know google is actually um, using their shopping results to to become like a shopping comparable um, uh, engine you know when it comes into that so like they know the commerce is very powerful Um, so i think you know that partnership just makes sense Um, and and we're going to see actually more and more especially in a situation where you know apple is actually Uh, you know, telling, you know, companies that, you know, their people in the Apple ecosystem can actually opt out out of tracking. So we're going to see more and more of those partnerships like like this, uh, you know, to help people, to help companies to basically design better recommendation engines, you know, better search experiences.
0: Now, this one maybe shouldn't surprise us, but I I guess it's interesting because Amazon, as we know, in Even in our last Cyber Mondays, we we called out Amazon's bids to acquire. And usually when you see a bid to acquire, we just say they're acquiring um, without necessarily concern that they won't make it through. Um, This doesn't mean they won't make it through, but the FTC um, has paused their ability to go all the way through the acquisition process for both the iRobot uh, acquisition uh, from recent news, as well as One Medical. Again, iRobot being the makers of Roomba, uh, you know, the, the uh, kind of uh, ro- robotic vacuum cleaner um, portfolio. And then one medical being that healthcare marketplace capability um, company. Um, it's interesting to see, maybe not surprising, but see, as always, Amazon has very carefully tried to bid and acquire companies that didn't, it wasn't like Amazon Amazon to acquire Walmart. Well, obviously that would get stopped pretty quickly. Uh, for obvious reasons but amazon's been very careful to try to go after very specific acquisitions that were kind of on periphery industries periphery capabilities because it doesn't immediately red flag a monopoly or a a a concerning situation because of the way our you know i would say in the us our antitrust and monopolistic laws and, and policies have been uh, worded and drafted in you know back going back into the late 1800s early 1900s which is really one of the issues um, is that big tech giants get a lot more influence faster because they don't they don't approach an industry like big steel or you know big auto or big coal or you know like uh, or any of our traditional spaces where everybody was trying to acquire capability in one industry and then became very dominant and potentially endangered the consumer well like Again, I'm not making any claims about Amazon's endangerment of consumers. The issue is Amazon is not like all the other retailers or other players in an industry. They're very different. They they're very diversified. So it's really interesting to see this get kind of paused. Doesn't mean all of these, both of these, will get stopped. Doesn't mean they they will go through. But um, there are there's a lot more scrutiny on what Amazon can do and can't do um, in, in in the midst. And so again, I, I would I would always say, Oscar, and I've said many times. The only the only thing stopping Amazon and the whole scheme of things in the past would have been uh, Jeff Bezos's mortality, um, even though I'm pretty sure he's figured out a way to stay alive forever. And now he's not obviously the only one running the ship um, with Andy Jassy, but also the government. Right. And government being many governments and all the countries that they operate in, because not all the countries, having seen how they've grown in North America and continue to grow necessarily. Want them to grow at that same level, and even in China with Alibaba and JD, I mean, there's some there's some things holding back some of that growth too, even for those local giants. And so it'll be interesting to see whether these make it through after the request for more information of how they'll be used and what the implications are, whether they'll whether some of their acquisition plans long term will be able to go through.
1: So if if you want to actually read up on this, um, I highly recommend looking at Tesla AI Day and scrolling to the to the section when they were actually showcasing how Optimus, which is their uh, robot, would actually see things. And there's that video of Optimus picking up and recognizing uh, and, and trying to water, uh, water plants. There is nothing to actually implement similar technology, nothing stopping Amazon to implement similar technology in vacuum cleaners where they could actually not map out you. It would not be a surveillance, but they could create... And, and start recognizing specific object at your home, which then Amazon can say it's like, hey, you know, you don't have X, Y, and Z device. Maybe you don't have a speaker in your bedroom. You should have a speaker in your bedroom. So there is a massive uh, issue with the privacy when it comes into and and I know and I'm sure a lot of the people are actually seeing this as as an option. You know, that's a potential problem. You know, when it comes into Amazon, and having. Very discreet camera because nobody thinks about vacuum cleaners, right? That vacuum cleaners are basically a surveillance devices, but in a way they are, you know, Elon Musk always talks about this, this whole thing about that, you know, a humans are just basically two cameras with a slow gimbal. This is definitely a device that has a camera and a slow gimbal, you know, so it's, it can do a lot of damage. So I'm, I'm sure that, you know, FTC, and a lot of the companies, they want to actually look into it to kind of understand better how the data is going to be used, you know, and, and how both companies are going to work together.
0: Well, One to your point, Oscar, um, what would be interesting is when you said that, like, if, if the device immediately noticed that you didn't, you know, it could almost sense that you didn't have specific Amazon devices. And I know we're picking on Amazon here, but they're obviously out in the forefront here. Um, but notice you didn't have it in your bedroom. It doesn't mean that they have to send you an email that says, would you like an Amazon Alexa in your bedroom? We noticed you didn't have one. They don't have to be that explicit. Literally, some of the ads that they would show you just would conveniently show that that environment, right? Like, I, I mean, like, it can be done in a way that, like, if you're, I always, I come from a marketing background. If you're really effective as a marketer, the shopper has no idea why they just bought your thing, except that it solved something that they thought that they needed. But again, it's often they don't always know why they needed or that they needed something until you showed it to them. So I obviously it's not about manipulating shoppers. I mean, it shouldn't be the reason, but you can if you're really thoughtful to it. And, and it won't be every shopper, it'll be enough shoppers before long, before things become more, you know, more more highly penetrated in a household or in, in someone's life. So um, I mean, there's like obviously we can fathom lots of ways that this could go, and that's the challenge, is nobody. Nobody knows all of these options because no one's ever done this before this is a playbook unwritten fully um, but Oscar somebody asked very thoughtful if, if you can send me the link to that article about um, about Tesla we can include that in our email that comes out all the links to these articles are the are in that little source link you'll see below which you can click on and, and go read if that also look up but well because that one wasn't one of the articles we'll send that out as a like if you can find that for me that'd be great.
1: then in another news amazon is taking a little bit of a playbook of Alcado and and really start embracing the capability so amazon has uh, acquired the company uh, Viquo. um Vico, never we never kind of figure out how to pronounce it properly but anyway it's, it's it helps out with you know um, all the logistics and and fulfillment Uh, And and it basically makes it available, um, you know, for free to the sellers. And they also talking about it is is just not going to be for Amazon, but also for other retailers. So we see that Amazon is a little bit of embracing this whole ecosystem notion, which, again, it's taking from a playbook of Alibaba, uh, which, um, you know, I think it, it makes sense for them. But it is a departure a little bit from what they've done in the past, where they were very guarded in terms of using their own technology, you know, um, to benefit other sellers. So is it a departure? A, a little bit, but, you know, it's, it's definitely a trend that what we are seeing is that, you know, they, they see this, that they can actually be embedded much deeper within the broader retail ecosystem, even if somebody is not selling through Amazon. And again, there's going to be a question about how the data flows, right? It's like Instacart uh, creating um, um, the data set for every single retailer and basically siphoning all of those data sets from retailers on, uh, and, and consumers. So we'll see how that's gonna go.
0: Um, in, in marketplace news as well, Macy's is becoming a marketplace, not that they weren't already, but one of other third-party seller uh, you know, uh, collaboration. Um, which will, again, allow them to build out additional assortment um, and, and maybe arguably stores within stores, which, to be fair, isn't totally dissimilar to what their actual in-store in a shopping mall and or standalone location might look like already with different curated selections and collections and different groupings. Um, this also, to be fair, and, and this is kind of an interesting, again, Every retailer has the opportunity to become a marketplace. Macy's also made it very clear that they're being very thoughtful with a selected curated group of sellers and brands, which is what I think a lot of retailers are trying to do. You know, Costco, uh, you know, with uh, Costco Next and, and and others are getting in on a very thoughtful selection as opposed to an Amazon and not a knock to them, but who have 2.6 million sellers around the world, they've got to pair back or, or put filters in place to keep the good actors in play and, and kind of push down or remove the bad actors if you're the less than good actors. Whereas if you start from scratch, you can kind of add them over time, like Kroger adding Bed Bath & Beyond as a, as a partner seller on their platform to expand those categories. So this will be really interesting to see. This might be a great way to incubate New clothing brands. When we think about a lot of those direct-to-consumer uh, brands, both big and small, this might be a way for them to channel into, you know, to a Macy's. So Macy's becomes the the not just the fragrance destination, right, but other destination, and and you can buy other products through Macy's. So it's kind of cool to see more. Again, it's it's a lot of retailers want the marketplace for assortment, which drives sales, backup inventory, new inventory, the profit. And revenue stream they can make from sell, you know, charging those third-party sellers, um, the fees. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits to a retailer doing this well, um, and there are a lot of benefits to a partner selling on that marketplace. You know, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how how this helps Macy's continue to differentiate and stay, uh, you know, stay strong and viable going forward with all the different competition out there.
1: So we know GoPath constantly is looking at uh, finding new revenue source. So, you know, they are kind of expanding their line good good now, um, which is a private label of health and wellness items. So we know it's a big focus for them just because of they actually see uh, the data, you know, what people want to buy, especially when it comes into quick commerce. So it makes sense, you know, things like, you know, bandages, antihistamines. you know, anything that it's actually require to do you know quickly it just it it makes sense you know that's why i think you know they are very selective in terms of what they're going to launch not sure if they're going to go into a you know beer category and maybe even uh launch their own beer brand uh just because if we know beer diapers snacks uh, is is definitely a part of their line but we know health and wellness it's definitely growing quite a bit um and and we see a massive kind of a need especially if, you know, the item can be delivered within 15 to 20 minutes because it might be quicker versus just grabbing it and, and driving grabbing keys and driving it, you know, and, and going to the store. Um, so it makes sense. We'll see, um, is this sustainable longer term? Uh, but this is definitely one of those trends that we actually kind of paying attention. I, and, you know, we also talk to a lot of health and wellness companies that we know they've been approached to manufacture those products, um, you know, um, kind of longer term
0: and 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 to your point oscar a lot of a lot of retailers i mean if private brands aren't new it's just interesting when when new brands are being launched as well as by new players who may not have had uh, a lot of private brands before um it's it's not surprising to see more private brands a with economic uncertainty inflation uh this recession that may or may not be happening shoppers just in general, being more thoughtful and looking towards value, but also realizing that a lot, of like, again, good. Now looks a little bit like a private brand, but the one differentiator in today's world is private brands also get reviews. (laughs) And so when reviews, when you've got thousands of reviews on what might still look like a private brand and it's $3 less than the the national brand, um, you know, it's not that there isn't some reason you buy the national brand I mean we all we're all from national brands uh, but but private brand starts looking a little bit you know, what's what's the key differentiator what what's what's the magic does this come with you know a Harry Potter wand or what like like obviously like it I've gotta see that 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 value difference but so we've seen we're seeing a lot of retailers and in this case gopuff really taking leadership here of private branding um, to help offset margins and and create differentiation. But I go back to uh, 10 years ago at Reckitt, we were trying to figure out a way to activate the Mucinex brand, which we did publicly from a public standpoint. We were trying to figure out how to activate the Mucinex cough, cold, and flu products in a quick commerce fashion in a world without quick commerce. And and, and there were several retailers, Amazon and drugstore.com, rest in peace, um, back in the day that could like do like overnight delivery and we were trying to figure out ways how we could get like if you order. so essentially if you didn't feel well and you didn't want to leave and you didn't want to go out to get medicine we could get it to you by the next morning if you ordered by like four right which sounds silly now because it was like it was flush with with friction right for the shopper but at that time that would have seemed kind of like yeah i'm just going to take it easy i'm going to order now and i'm going to get it in the morning um and i'll and i'll be able to, Jump on getting this if I didn't want to go out. But, like, but see, that, that even now saying that, it sounds like God, that, that doesn't seem that convenient, even though we were trying to be really innovative. So, this is GoPuff clearly sees this as a mission and a category that would otherwise be untapped because it is, you know, most people feel sick and need help now. It's acute sufferers. So, it's kind of a cool thing that they're really trying to drive. But obviously, if I was Mucinex, or and I'm not saying that other brands aren't, the healthcare companies, are trying to figure out how they can activate alongside these so that they don't get replaced by these, amongst um, So it's just it's cool to see. There's a lot of drivers for why they're doing it. But cool to see this is a, a mission.
1: Yeah, the only thing you can actually think about it is what happens with substitutions, right? You know, True. you you, have, yeah. you need a stomach relief. It's like, hey, we out of stomach relief. Uh, would you like cold and flu? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Well, exactly. Well, and, and, and
0: again, if, if if we don't, if we as national brands don't prioritize. And I know it's not us convincing you all on the line here today, but if if we don't get ahead of some of these players, even though they're they're unproven, quote unquote, we're still in their early infancy or adolescence of growth, we might be subs- like, hey, they only carried a few of our items, and when our items ran out because we weren't prioritizing it, and I'm not knocking Good Now, but Good Now gets placed in instead, right? And and will the shopper care when they just need the help as opposed to? you know, actually, I'll, I'll go on feeling sick because I, I'm going to wait for the brand, right? Well, no, you probably won't wait for the brand. You'll go ahead and get one of these because the reviews will tell you it's just as
1: good. Yeah, so. I, I'd be curious if that maybe was one of the reasons why they actually launched that. Maybe they did have a problem. You know, maybe they were constantly running out of news and X because we know um, the way their uh, supply chain works, it's very heavily fragmented, uh, so it's much harder for them to replenish um, SKUs. Um, so I suspect, lots of,
0: yeah, lots of like dark warehouses, and yeah. locations. It's smaller orders. Um, so yeah, no, no. So it, these are not new news to anybody, but very important that we don't see a headline to go, oh, well, okay, and then you move on if you're not in that in that category. This is a sign of many things to come, and we need to make sure we're, we're this doesn't become a blind spot for us. So. As always, there were lots of other headlines. You probably are reading some on your phone right now that are happening as we're talking, um or if you're watching this on demand, there was definitely stuff that happened after our one to two p.m. Eastern slot on Monday. Um, but we are obviously going to keep our eyes out. We're going to keep our own eyes of Mordor out for the next news. And if you see something you think is worth sharing, sh- please email it to us. We'll include it. We'll give you credit. Um, we 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 know your first movers out there. Uh, you know, running the trenches and out on the battlefield, uh, fighting the good fight. So we're here to support you in any way we can. But we're going to have our next Cyber Monday uh, next month. So be sure to tune back in. We'd love to have you again. Um, again, and these are on demand. You'll get the deck and those links and the recording, as well as if you like to listen to it on podcasts, the slides are helpful if you want to go back and look at it or get the links. But we we also make this available on Spotify so you can listen to it as well. We, again, we're omni-channel. We want you to enjoy it however you want to enjoy it. Um, again, we have two more bigger events as of the moment. We may have another one or two uh, coming to add to the end of the year. Um, but we've got our Target event um, literally next week. So we'd love to have you join us next week if you have uh, if you own Target or want to learn a little bit more how to win on the Target platform um, omni-channel. We've got a lot of awesome speakers coming. We're finalizing that um, uh, today and tomorrow, and then we'll get out all all of the promotional. Uh, materials and then we've got our pet event in november about uh, a little less than a month later and then we got literally you know another 12 to 16 events to roll out next year on top of cyber monday among all the other uh you know other other programs that we've got running so um please check this out again follow us if you haven't already on linkedin um, so you can stay up on our events um get all free for brands and if you we're in a brand, but you're not anymore. We're not going to exclude you. Please come. We want you. And we're here also to help make connections. If you want intel on a company or on a, you know, we'll give you honest feedback one-to-one just to make sure you can get where you need to go in your career. So um, with that, you've always been a first mover. Let's make it official. Join our community. You already are a part of it, whether you knew it or not. But, uh, you know, again, follow us, join us. If we can help you with custom trainings or advisory or any consulting projects or just connect you to somebody. Um, Again, we happily introduce you to people if you need help. Or do you know of a company that does this? We'll give you the the lowdown on them. We want to help fellow practitioners lead that charge and lead that change internally. So if we can help in any way, always here to support you. Um, And we look forward. uh, Hope you have an awesome Halloween holiday if that's in your market coming up, whether you celebrate it with your children, yourself, uh, we won't judge, or um, with uh, with your company and your products. Um, and we will see you in early November at the minimum uh, for our next Cyber Monday event. Thank you all, we'll see you soon.